Welcome to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Tuesday, June 23rd, 2020. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Enter the promo code LOCKDOWN at BuiltBar.com to get $10 off your first order. And that $10 gift right now is supplemented by a site-wide closeout sale, bringing you everything 50% off. What a deal. Uh, I am your host, Detroit Sports Editor Nolan Bianchi, here today and always alongside longtime Red Wings fan Ethan Smith. Ethan, welcome back. Thanks, man. Smooth as ever. Thank you. What an intro. <laughs> uh, before we get to our episode featuring a charming group of individuals here to take part in a Detroit Sports Roundtable of Misery, uh, just have to remind you guys that this Friday, June 26th, the two of us will be hosting an NHL Draft Lottery live stream for the Lockdown Network. Uh, more details to come on that as they get hammered out. We got a conference call shortly after uh, we wrap this thing up. For now, let's welcome in our contestants for today's episode of Who Wants to Be a Detroit Sports Fan? <laughs> uh, and with that, we turn to Matt Derry of Locked On Lions. The Lions finished 3-12-1 last season and grabbed the third overall selection in the 2020 draft where they took Ohio State cornerback Jeff Okuda. Matt, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks, Nolan. Ethan, great to see you guys and hear you guys as well, and uh, looking forward to the discussion. Hey, the Lions, I guess the show, the show that I host, the, the team closest to a championship. <laughs> That's what they say. The team most likely to go from worst to first in the NFL is what I've been hey, reading. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we Off also on have, the bandwagon now. I, I don't think I can get off. I'm, I got a, like a foot that's caught in the door. It's just <laughs> yep. dragging me down the road. Uh, but we also have Locked On Pistons host Matt Shook. Uh, the Pistons on August 25th will have only the fifth best odds in the draft lottery, uh, making them the most dominant professional team in this city after finishing <laughs> their most recent season. Fun times here in the Motor City. Uh, welcome aboard Matt Shook. Yeah, Troy Weaver joining the board as the general manager leading the way. So coming from Oklahoma City where they had all sorts of success. So get your NBA championship tickets now. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. You know, I, I don't often feel that way about the Pistons, but to Matt's point or uh, to Derry's point, I should I, you know, start calling you guys by your last name now if I can keep that straight in my head. Uh, the Lions, to me, are always the team who you know, there's that hope that 16 game sample size and I often talk about that week four at home against Kansas City when Justin Coleman peanut punched Sammy Watkins for the second time and I was like these boys are going to the Super Bowl <laughs> you know you know I mean people forget that that game was very winnable it was right there for them yeah. and uh look I mean how many times how many games have we said that whether it's you know, going back to my radio days, the four years I've done the podcast were just, you know, it was right there for them and they just couldn't grab it. And you look at the schedule this year, not that I want to ruin, uh, um, you know, uh, your quiet Q&A here, but if, there's a ch if there is a chance, you know, you look at the schedule, you don't think it's that daunting and the, the talent level got better. But the question, there's so many questions, as you guys know, and I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get into it. But yeah, that was at least if they could just get one stop on Mahomes, they could have won that game. Fourth and 15, he broke right up the middle, first down. That was one of the most – you know, that to me, it was right there with uh, the Seattle game the year before when uh, Mike – I think his name's Michael Dixon, the Seattle punter, uh, ran the ball out of his own end zone, about to punt the ball back to the Lions with like some, some time on the clock, and uh, there was just nobody getting pressure on the punter, so he just took it and ran it for a first down and game was over. That was, that was one of the most comical things I've seen live. So one of the one of the many SOL moments, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so before we really, 
before That's we right. really get rolling here, uh, let's get into a, let's just give a glimpse into the state of each franchise. Now, all of our teams are obviously near the bottom of the league, but in my opinion, all in very different positions. So we'll start with you, Derry. What is the state of the Lions franchise as a whole? What is the roadmap to success and how close are they to getting there? Uh, that's a good question. I think they are better off than anybody else in, in the market. That is not to say that that is something that they should be uh, planning a parade down Woodward for, but at least now there seems to be some stability. There seems to be some national folks that are hopping, as we talked about, on the bandwagon based on, okay, they made some nice upgrades. I didn't love free agency, but the draft, they did a good job. I mean, they, you know, I had them at an A-. minus. They, they filled some very important needs. They got the best cornerback in the draft. They got maybe the most underrated uh, pass rusher in the draft in, in Oquara. Swift could be a stud. Maybe they, they, they plucked two guards out of the middle of the draft that could start uh, in Jackson and Stenberg. Um, and then you never know on Cephas and, and even Penasini late who could be a D tackle that plays it rotationally. So props to Bob Quinn. Yeah, I said it. Oh, God. It was hard to do, but I did it. <laughs> he seemed to have, 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 have selected some guys that, that could be difference makers. With that being said, you know, if Matthew Stafford's not healthy come 2020 and is back out uh, on IR or whatever happens, you can forget about it. I know Chase Daniel is, a, is an upgrade, certainly over what they've had in the past. Last year, the Driscoll and Blau experiment on top of many other backup quarterbacks. But I think the Lions are going to be better. I do. I have some optimism. Uh, the defense, still a lot of question marks. Will Patricia stop with this rushing three, dropping eight routine and get more aggressive? And also, will, will certain guys that we've given up on and, and don't believe can play have breakout years when their backs are against the wall? Uh, you know, Taylor Decker's playing for a contract at left tackle. Can he be dominant? Jared Davis playing for a contract at middle linebacker. Can he be average? I mean, there's just so many questions. And then the opposite corner uh, to Okuda, to Okuda with Trufant, can he fill Slade's shoes? I think the safeties are going to be good. But, you know, it's some of the guys they sign, like Jamie Collins and others, have to, have to earn their money. Uh, but I think there's a chance because the rest of the division, to me, other than the Vikings, took a step back this offseason. Now, Shook, the uh, Pistons' current situation kind of reminds me of what the Red Wings went through in 2016, 2017, right around that. Uh, time when they had to say, okay, you know what? This is simply not working. We, we have no choice but to blow this thing up. Uh, how would you sum up the state of the franchise? Obviously, some big breaking news coming out uh, within the last couple of days with the hiring of the new GM, Troy Weaver. But uh, what's going on in general over in Pistons land? Yeah, well, you mentioned the Red Wings. There's the, the parallel of that particular time to this particular time in terms of uh, unplugging what was, what was working. Obviously, the Red Wings had 25 years of, of great success that they were unplugging from at that point. And the Pistons are going through a few, you know, a handful of years of mediocrity after going a little bit more towards the bottom after reaching the heights that they reached now you know, 16 years ago, back in 2004. A little bit different than what Derry was talking about with the Lions in that with the Lions, at least you have the quarterback, right? I mean, not, not that anyone believes that Matthew Stafford is a top three quarterback in the league, but certainly a guy who could probably win you, get you, you know, it's a never-ending question in Detroit. But, uh, but maybe there's questions about Bob Quinn and there's questions about Matt Patricia 
Whereas in Pistons land, I think people feel really good about Troy Weaver right now, bringing him in as the new guy who's proven himself as a number two in one of the league's uh, top organizations. And a coach in Dwayne Casey, who while he hasn't had the, the taking a team as a head coach to the NBA Finals, he has been there as an assistant a couple times, including winning a championship and has had great regular seasons with Toronto and uh, one pretty good season all things considered, with Detroit a couple of years ago. So kind of the inverse where now they need the talent. Now they need that high-end talent and uh, some draft picks in these next couple of years. Uh, if you're a Pistons fan, hopefully you feel like you have a couple of guys that can be part of this going forward, but certainly not guys that are going to be top two or three guys on, on really good teams. So it's the talent acquisition for the next couple of years is going to be the big thing. The Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donations along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. There is another team out there that's hitting an all-time low as well, but in this instance, guys, it's definitely a good thing. I'm talking about our friends over at BuiltBar.com. They're dishing out prices at historically low rates with their entire inventory currently selling at 50% off. doesn't matter how many Built Bars you buy. doesn't matter what kind of Built Bars you buy. You are going to have your checkout price cut directly in half, and that's before the $10 off that you're going to get for free when you go to BuiltBar.com and start building your first box today. Thanks to the promo code Locked On. If you still haven't had the chance to experience their incredible combination of high protein, low sugar, low carbs, and countless flavors, now is the time. Their bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, and are perfect for the health-conscious guy. Look. Fourth of July weekend, less than two weeks away. I know you're going to want to be flexing on fools when you go to the beach, hanging out around the barbecue, wherever it may be. You're going to want to be looking good, and Built Bar can help make that a possibility while still allowing you to indulge in a delicious treat. And here's the best part. 100% of the profits that they make in this massive closeout sale will be donated to charities that are committed to fighting racism, poverty, and support education. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and help make a difference while also making sure that you look different on the beach next weekend. Enter the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off on top of 50% off. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, $10 off. Fender off gives him the business. When you look at the, the franchises, right, it's kind of this – some, same thing that the Lions did a couple of years ago when they brought in Bob Quinn and then they brought in Matt Patricia. It's like the installation of a culture that they can build a, around and kind of assemble their team kind of on the basis of that culture. Yeah, they feel like they have that in place already, the beginnings of it with Dwayne Casey. You know, they, they've kind of put him and thrust him as the, the face of the organization right now. Blake Griffin, you know, he's got the injuries and who knows what his next couple of years are going to look like. Certainly, you don't expect him to be probably at an all-star level, even if things work out at the, at the best way in these next couple of years. So, yeah, I mean, there's, a, there's big questions there. So certainly a proven head coach that's well-regarded around the league well-regarded around the fan base and, uh, and well-regarded 
uh, really in the entire sport. So that's a good thing to lean on as far as that. But, uh, yeah, they feel good about the culture that Dwayne Casey's bringing in here so far. And uh, now it's just about getting more talent and getting um, more defense and getting just more bodies in here of guys that can play at a, t- at a high level. So uh, Ken Holland's final years here as GM was somewhat marred by the way that he was really kind of reluctant to press the reset button. You know, like a ton of contracts that really handcuffed the wings. Abdo Cater, you know, Erickson. Right. The list is endless. Came off the books this season. Um, but there's still a handful of less than ideal situations that Eisman's going to have to work out. What are some of the biggest obstacles that, the, that your guys' teams are facing here? And, like, how could that really hinder them from getting out of the hole that they're in? You know, it's funny. I mean – I think the Lions are actually, and, and Matt talked about the Pistons too, I think the Lions are actually in decent shape when it comes to holes. You know, you're not looking, other than Trey Flowers maybe not being a guy that was spectacular last year, making 18 large a year. But you're not looking at it going, oh, man, they're only $7 million over the cap, or they're even under the cap. The Lions have a lot of money to spend. And the, the money – Let's say they, I think the Lions are at about $28.6 million right now under the cap. Well, you know, if they wanted to trade for Jamal Adams and then sign him, they could do it. They won't because it's the Lions. And I think they're afraid to go after anybody like that. Uh, you know, Adams is you know, on Twitter and he's saying goodbye to the Jets. He, yeah. the Jets he's still property of the Jets for two more years. <laughs> but they're okay money-wise. And it's, it, they're, just, it, they're in such a weird boat because the – Fan base, the angry part of the fan base is going, wait a minute. We've had four years of Quinn and two years of Patricia, and we've taken a step back. But yet ownership invites the beat writers into the room in Rodwood's office out of nowhere to say, let's sit down and talk, which they never do, to give this team, uh, this, this group, uh, Quinn Tricia, and I hate that term, but to give them a vote of confidence. Ew. So it's a weird spot because the national people will say, well, big year for the Lions. You know, heads are going to roll. Heads never roll. In Pontiac, Allen Park doesn't matter. They could go 5-11 and 11 this year, but if Martha thinks she saw improvement and they could say to her, well, we didn't have OTAs because of COVID. We didn't have off-season training because of COVID. They could buy another year. These guys are under contract for a few more years. So it's a lot of money to be, you know, handing people for not working. So they're in a, in a, in a weird spot. You know, Matt Shook will talk about the Pistons in a second, finally clearing some money away. but. Lions just haven't had to do that. The, the issue's just been they haven't had enough talent and they haven't had the right people in place leadership-wise. So now we're going to find out. Some of these scouts that have been around, some of the new people that Bob Quinn has brought in, did they find some some guys over the last two drafts that can make 2020 a viable season? Some of the fan base things with the, the Pistons and the Lions are a little bit different because like Matt, like Derry was saying, the the negative portion of the fan base that you have with the Lions and, and justifiably so the Pistons it's more of an apathy right you got to get the fans back to being engaged because they kind of disappear from this team because it is a, a busy sports town and the NBA is not really on the tip of everyone's tongue uh, here in Detroit and I know the Red Wings are probably feeling that too whereas you know Ford Field's going to be full and everyone's going to be listening yeah. to Locked On Lions no matter what 365 days a year but team wise uh, it's tough with the Pistons because you got to find that dynamic offensive player. You got someone who can play make, someone who can can fill it up, but you also got to maintain that Detroit Pistons core of defense that the fan base wants. So it's a little bit of a tough challenge. And then just logistically with the 
the salary cap coming, uh, you know, they got some cap room this year finally to work with, assuming that everything stays all, uh, as it would be with the finances. You got Andre Drummond traded at the trade deadline. You know, Blake Griffin's got a big contract for, for two more years, but um, you can kind of work around one big contract in the NBA as opposed to, to two or three. And what's interesting is you know, uh, Diesel was talking about the Lions ownership talking for once or even talking to the beat writers Tom Gora's, um, he talks a lot. And he actually, and, and he was today, rolling today. He was yeah, rolling today, today during the press conference. I was kind of thinking, you know, maybe a little less Tom Gora's would be okay. You know, it's that uh, I think fans really wanted to see Troy Weaver talk. And if Dwayne Casey kind of wanted to be the wingman and maybe throw Arn or, or Ed in there. But uh, I think that, you know, unfortunately, there's just a, some some strange things that Tom always says. He's an eccentric guy, a different dude, uh, likable in a lot in a lot of ways as well. But uh, it just you know maybe maybe there's just some stark differences in in the situations, even though uh, the reality and the standings are are kind of similar across the board. Sometimes I wish that fixing the Red Wings or fixing the Pistons or fixing the Lions, fixing any sort of you know sports franchise was as easy as fixing your car when you go to rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models out there, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand that his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com and at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like mortgage or food, or it's summertime right now. Maybe you want to take a nice little vacation. I'm taking a nice little vacation in about a month here. Going to go travel the west side of the state, maybe go up north a little bit, see Traverse City, the Sleeping Bear Dunes, playing some sand. Uh, and I can do that because when I had a car problem this year, I went to rockauto.com and fixed it for a low price why would you choose to spend 30 percent 50 percent even a hundred percent more for the same exact parts at a chain store or a new car dealership they're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers and while you're checking out they're going to have a little box that said how did you hear about us all that i ask of you in exchange for giving you this little little key that opens the castle to a brand new lifestyle that you could be having when you're saving all this money by fixing your car for insanely cheap. All I'm going to ask you to do is tell them that Lockdown sent you. They're going to say, how did you hear about us? You're going to say, Lockdown Podcast. Uh, Nolan and Ethan, I appreciate them so much. They gave me this, this website that has changed my life. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will never need. RockAuto.com. Now, I'm going to be real with you guys and get down to some brass tacks. Sometimes after recording late at night, I have a little trouble winding down and getting my mind to rest, especially after a conversation like this. It's called the round table of misery for a reason. Not very happy right now. Very, uh, very unsettled, if you will. Uh, but luckily, our friends at Mima Remedies have helped me find the cure to my insomnia and late night restlessness. I've been lucky enough to have some of their CBD oil that helps take all of that away Helps me feel relaxed and ready for bed at a decent hour instead of waiting for 3, 4 a.m. to roll around when, you know, at that point, I'm simply dreading the next day. No, I'm only going to get three, four hours of sleep and the next day is just going to be absolute hell. Their high-quality CO2 extractions process eliminates all residual solvents, leaving behind only cannabinoids, terpenes, and flavonoids. 
The flavor notes come from aromatic compounds called terpenes released by, produced by the hemp flower. Terpenes can be found in many plants such as pine, lavender, or hops. And best of all, just hemp extract and MCT oil goes into their CBD. Their MCT oil is made from USDA certified organic coconuts. And the founder, Brandon Denler, is a Michigan State alum, so you know you're going with somebody that you can trust. One of your neighbors, one of your friends, a Southwest Michigan resident. Now, to celebrate Mima's first season growing their own hemp in Michigan, we are giving lockdown listeners 25% off at MimaRemedies.com. All products are third-party lab tested and always below 0.3% THC. Back in the day, maybe if I couldn't sleep, I would look to that THC and say, hey, you know, maybe this will help me. Not any longer. Now I can just get some good rest. I don't feel groggy the next day, and it's all thanks to Mima Remedies. If you're looking for high-quality CBD products from a brand you can trust, Mima is a match made in Michigan. You can visit their website right now, mimaremedies.com, enter the promo code LOCKEDON and get 25% off. That's promo code LOCKEDON at mimaremedies.com for 25% off. Let me, let me chime in with one more thing, guys. The, the, you, we're talking about all the teams, and obviously Chris couldn't be here to talk about the Tigers, uh, and he does a great job. The Tigers have nobody with track records. Sorry, they don't. The Tigers mm-hmm. suck. Yeah. All right? The Tigers, the Tigers blow. The Red Wings, Steve Eisman has a track record in Tampa. Dwayne Casey has a track record in Toronto. Ed Stefanski has a track record. Now Troy Weaver. With the Lions, <laughs> I, I, I know I'm, I'm – I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like right on the line here. I'm not saying Bob Quinn has a track record, but he was a general manager that kept Jim Caldwell and they went to the playoffs. Now, that doesn't mean he's got a great track record by any stretch. And, yes, the Lions are, have not been good and rebuilding since 57 and, you know, I'll go get the T-shirt, whatever. But I'm, I'm saying is I think that with the Lions, there, there's some – you know, Stafford has a track record. I just – I don't see anybody on the baseball side that has a track record at all. And that would concern me, especially when, you know, Al Al Avila made the moves that he made many years ago when they were not rebuilding and no one seems to remember them. Now it's just, woo, Al Avila guy. Yeah, you should be hitting on your first round picks. They're always in the top five. Yeah. You know, tell that to Randy Smith, but. Well, right. But Randy Smith never (laughs) had any money to spend. Not that I'm defending him either, but my goodness, do people forget the, the, the contract that Al Avila gave Justin Upton, Jordan Zimmerman? Yeah. Um, uh, who's the relief pitcher they gave three years to? And I'm drawing a blank. Oh, the, the tall guy from Seattle. The, yeah, uh, Mark Lowe. Yeah, it's one Mark of the Lowe. worst yeah. contracts I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, I think that they're, 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 I think Matt brought up a good point. They're all in these different spots. Or Nolan, you might have said it. They're all in these different spots. It's like yeah, the other three of the four are rebuilding, but they're all in weird, in different sort of places in the rebuild. I think Tiger fans and some of uh, the Tigers media. Uh, excluding Anthony Fennick, um, you know, are, are real high on these guys. Well, other than some of the arms, what position players do they have that are young that are any good? At least with the Pistons, you, you saw Seku, not saying he's the second coming, but there were some nights he didn't hurt himself. He mm-hmm. looked pretty good. You know, you watch, you watch the Red Wings and you know if Mantha's healthy, if Larkin, uh, what's his uh, – am I drawing a blank Bertuzzi. on the All-Star last year? Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi yeah. They're decent, and Eiserman knows what he's doing. So uh, I don't know. I just maybe it's just me 
blasting the Tigers, but and it was fun for a couple minutes. Not to turn <laughs> into a, like an Al, Al Avila bash fest, but you know, even the first round picks where he has seemingly possibly hit on some of these guys, you or I could have picked Casey Mize, you or yeah. I could have picked consensus one one. Riley Green was a guy that everyone was talking about there. Manning, you got to give him some credit for. Sure. Uh, for being a little bit later in the draft. But, yeah, the, just how pathetic the second-round picks have been for them. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just uh, without Chris here, we can kind of jump in a little bit on Tiger Talk. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's bleak there, and you got to develop a farm system that is a lot, a lot deeper than they have right now to be super excited about, and you know, arms can, can, can make it or they can't, and it's a pretty uh, big roll of the dice. But, yeah, they, they, there are ways away across the street of Comerica Park as well. Well, I think Derry brought up a good point too, where it was, you know, there's a difference between uh, assembling a team from scratch, kind of you have all these top picks, you're trading all these guys at the deadline that you gave out you know, bad contracts to and getting some assets in return. But that's much different from, it's almost like a separate entity than building a contender once you have the pieces. And I think that's that's the issue with Alavila. I think when we had Chris, we had Chris on on our show to do a crossover. I think it was the first week that he had his show or whatever. And that's kind of what he said was that he has really generally no complaints with what transpired over the off season. You know, some of the prospects that he's drafted in, in over the last couple of years seem to be working out, but once he gets there, all bets are off. Yeah. It's, and baseball is tough to, to figure out because you just, you never know. You could, t- there've been so many, Teams have had so many bad first-round picks. I mean, I'm a complete Indian slappy, and and I can tell you that other than Francisco Lindor, most of their first-round picks, uh, at least you know going back 20 years, have not worked out. And that's where you have to hit. Uh, you know, they're waiting on Tyler Naquin, who he's 29, but the Tigers <laughs> are in that same boat where, you know, arms, arms, arms. And that was Dombrowski's thing for a long time. But these people that say bad things about Dave and then don't take out a task. Dave Dombrowski's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I mean, he put he 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 went out and got Jim Leland and kept Jim Leland and you know, and, and they had some really good teams for a long, long time. But um, you know, for people to say, well, the Tigers are jumping up, their their farm system's getting so much better. Well, of course it is. When you lose, you pick high in all of those rounds. It better, but unfortunately, they're in a division where, quite honestly, the twins and white Sox systems are better. They are, and that's going to be very difficult to, to overcome if, the, if those two teams keep bringing guys up that are pretty highly regarded. Yeah, I think the system rankings, they keep moving up because it, part of the reason is because they're not graduating guys in yeah. the major <laughs> leagues yet. They're still kind of log-jammed. They're right. going to get to Toledo, hopefully, if you know whatever happens uh, in the next year or so. So, yeah, you naturally you send Matt Manning or whoever you picked four or five years ago to the, to the majors – and then you, you kind of go down a notch. Well, the, 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 the Tigers keep filling up that farm system with more and more players and uh, really no, nothing to show for it at the, at the major league level so far. There's an old man sitting next to me making love to his tonic and gin. <laughs> we are going to pause this roundtable for today and pick up the second half of our conversation with Matt Derry and Matt Shook on tomorrow's episode. We sure hope you enjoyed the conversation, or at least were able to find some comfort in the misery. You can have the second half of the Roundtable of Misery waiting for you in your inbox by the time that you wake up on Wednesday morning. All you got to do is press that subscribe button, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place.